0: Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the show, Chris Graham. Here we're going to talk some uh, Virginia basketball. Uh, I'll be heading down to F- uh, Orlando, Florida tomorrow. I'm recording this on Tuesday, getting on a plane in Richmond. Uh, should be down there around. Uh, I'm, I'm recording this around three o'clock uh, on on Tuesday. This this time tomorrow, I'll be heading to the hotel, I guess, after getting off the plane. So I'm looking forward to the warm weather. To be honest with you. <laughs> 40, let I me mean, look at my, 37 degrees. Boy, I overestimated that. 37 degrees right now in Waynesboro, not far from Charlottesville, as I record this. It'll be 77 when I get down there tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to some warm weather. And, uh, of course, on Thursday at 12.40 p.m. Eastern time, Virginia faces Furman. And so let's talk about uh, Virginia Furman. Virginia, of course, coming off a three-game run in the ACC tournament, wins over North Carolina and Clemson, knocked both those teams out of the NCAA tournament. I looked at the numbers. I think Carolina should have gotten a bid after all the narrative about how Carolina needed to win X, Y, and Z and didn't do so games. Uh their their metrics and everything else suggests they should have gotten a bid. Anyway, they didn't. And, and then Clemson didn't either. Clemson was a little further away to me, uh, from the line, even though uh I think they were way either first four out or second four out. I'm not sure. I, you know, they were close, but Uh, In any case, Virginia will be playing, and then Virginia then lost to Duke in the championship game. Got the better seed. That's funny. Virginia got the four seed in the South. Duke got the five seed, I guess, in the East. Um, uh, You know, I've been saying I like Virginia's bracket. We'll find out (laughs) when we get down there because we're both playing in Orlando. Uh, Virginia plays in the afternoon, and then Duke plays in the evening. So we'll find out if the bracket was better. I I think it might, you know, it's tough. You're playing good teams. Virginia's playing 13 seed Furman. Uh, Duke's playing number 12 seed Oral Roberts. Both those teams are, I mean, teams had to win their way in. Uh, That's an advantage, I think, that the mid-majors have. They have to win their way in. They're not coming off a loss. Virginia got to the championship game of the ACC tournament. So they're not, you know, they they played well and lost to a really good team. Um, but these mid-major teams, I, I think that's an advantage to them. They're they they won their last game coming in, and um, Furman is definitely a team like that. Twenty-seven and seven record this year. I think three of those wins were against uh, non-division one teams. So twenty-four and seven, but it doesn't matter. Net of eighty-eight for whatever that's worth, right? And Southern Conference champions. I'm familiar a little bit with the Southern Conference for years. I um I did broadcast work. Uh, primarily almost entirely uh, working with VMI uh athletics uh and uh, VMI' is a Southern conference team so I got to know the the, the teams but, you know football baseball and basketball decently well over the years and this Furman program is is a is a team that I mean the, the the coach Bob Ritchie um in six seasons there he's won 20 games or more five times the one time they didn't was the covid year and they had a good record that year 16 and 9. Now, interestingly, this is their first NCAA appearance, despite that. I mean, they've had, you know, two 25-game win seasons but just didn't get into the tournament, uh, a 23-win season, a 22-win season last year, just, just hadn't gotten this far yet. But they're there now. And that's a veteran team, as you've probably heard once or twice, uh, uh, this Furman team has got some some older guys, uh, the, the SoCon player of the year, Jalen Slawson, a 6'7 power forward who can shoot three. Uh, is is one of those older guys. Uh, Mike Bothwell, the leading scorer on this team, he's a guard. He's a senior. Uh, they also a mix of younger guys. Uh, their starters also include the point guard is a sophomore, JP Pegues. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm getting that wrong. I'm sure. I, I know that I've seen that name before, and I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, but I can't. Don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry. Marcus Foster, six four guard, and Garrett Hine is a six nine center, uh, and he can shoot. Th- they can all shoot. They're, this is a team that shoots a lot of threes. Um, they're in the top 20 in makes and top 10 in attempts. They're only shooting 34.7%. Last year, they were 38%, which was right there in the top 10 or 12 in the nation. They're they're a little further down this year, but they still shoot them. They still shoot a lot of threes. They'll, they'll put pressure on you. won um, 2 record in quad one games this season. The losses were to two NCAA at-large teams, um, and one of those was relatively close, actually pretty close, at Penn State, uh, 73-68 back on November 17th, also lost to NC State. In December 13th by 19 points. Um, their best win was UNC Greensboro, one of their conference foes. They also, they split this year with Greensboro. So they um, and actually won at Greensboro, lost at home to Greensboro. Um, that's, that's the, so I talked about the advantage of, uh, you know, these mid-major teams, they had to win their way in. The disadvantage is, you know, they, they, they play their tougher games against tougher foes, if you want to say, um, I do, Uh they play those games in November, and December, and and then they play conference foes. The, you know, they play a lot of you know, lower ranked teams. That's just the nature of small conference play. Um, they play those in January, February. So they're coming off. You know, those kind of teams come off of, you know, playing maybe not the opposition that they played way back when. But um, and that's why this 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 uh, Furman team has two quad four losses. They play, they just play a lot of quad four games because of the you know their conference matchups. And actually, one of them was a non-conference game. High Point, uh, whose net is two ninety, uh, Furman lost to them back in December, and then and then the Citadel uh, in February, mid February, February fifteenth. Um, and so um, that is what it is. Furman is a team that likes to play with pace. Their 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 uh, tempo is above average for the NCAA this year sixty eight point five possessions per game. Virginia averages sixty one point six. This game will be played closer to sixty one point six, if it's even not even lower than that. Um, given that it's a tournament game and tournament games play a little differently. Um, Now, Ken Palm tells us that Furman is a top 10 team nationally in terms of adjusted offensive efficiency. They average 1.142 points per possession, and that's 33rd nationally, and there's 363 teams. So that's definitely, that's actually top, that's one out of 11, that's top 9% nationally. So it doesn't matter. Um, defensively, they're below average. They allow 1.058 points per possession. So a team that scores a lot, team that can give up a lot, they they play a faster pace. They like to play a faster pace. They like to bomb threes. Um, that will that could play into Virginia's hands, I think. Um, from a rotation standpoint, I mentioned some of the guys. Bothwell, the, the the senior two guard, averages 18 points game, which leads the team. He shoots 33.8% from three, 51.8, 51.9% overall. So obviously that means he gets in a lane a lot. Uh, and can uh, and, and can finish at the rim. Jalen Slosson, I mentioned the uh, SOCOM Player of the Year, fifteen point seven points, seven point one rebounds, shoots fifty five point six percent from the field, thirty nine point four percent from three. He's the real deal. Uh, he'll be a matchup problem for Jaden Gardner. I assume Jaden Gardner will get him. Um, and uh, uh, the he's he you know the numbers kind of tell you a little bit like he's a Filipowski. He's just a several inches shorter, um, but uh, certainly a player who can put it in the hole. Uh Peg was 12.12.0 point f- points, four assists, uh, 42% from the field, 34.9% from three. And Marcus Foster, the other guy in double figures for this team on average, 10.6 points, 5.2 rebounds, 42.6% three, and or points, 42.6% from the field, 34 36.4%. I'll get it right eventually. 36.4% from three. And Garrett Helling the center of uh, 6'9 junior center, eight points, four rebounds, and shoots 54% from the field and 36.6% from three. They can all shoot the three. This is an up and down a roster, can shoot the three. This is a game we probably wish we had been Vanderplos, to be honest with you. Um, just uh to counter um, they they'll they'll they they play small. I, I put that in quotations because I don't, you know, six nine is not small, but you know, they they play small and they play it well. Uh, and they play an eight-man rotation. Um, they got some guys off the bench who can shoot to three. Alice Williams is, can shoot 35.4 percent. He's a 6.2 point per game scorer. Uh Tyrese Huey, five points a game, 34.7 percent. Um, and so that's um that's that's you know, that's this is a team that from the number standpoint certainly can be formidable. Um, and uh uh I think that's uh something to pay attention to. This team can, you know, they'll they'll but I think Furman can and might struggle just again because of the tempo issues um you know they 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 like to play a faster pace and and i I just it's highly doubtful they'll 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 be able to get virginia to to play fast now it's interesting talking with uh you know listening to i should say as if i talk to tony bennett i don't talk to tony bennett he you know does he has some limited appearances with the media and had a couple this week um he uh, he talked about how the, the quick turnaround uh, when you have a, a game like this, thrown on your schedule on a Sunday and you play on Thursday, you know, and I didn't write this in the story I wrote about this today, but, uh, you know, for the most part, I mean, you play 20 ACC games, you know, going into a season, you're playing 20 ACC games. Now there will be some changes this year because there's new coaches coming into the league. Damon Stoudemeyer hired at Georgia Tech, for example, is one. We know there will be a new coach in Notre Dame. We know there will be a new coach. There's a new coach at Syracuse, uh, Adrian Autry. We don't know if he's going to change things up from Jim Behams, you know system for all the years. But um, you, you and, and you tend to know personnel. I know in the transfer portal era and the Duke one and done era that there can be some differences there. But by and large, you know you know enough about the team. You got a framework to work within you can spend your whole offseason saying okay let's let's work this week on Wake Forest let's work this week on NC State or whatever um around whatever else you're doing recruiting wise and that kind of thing and then you know your schedule uh you know you're going to play NC Central you know you're going to play whoever uh, Monmouth or whatever so you can kind of get you can you study those teams as much as possible have one of the assistants write up some reports get a little you know get ready for them this game you have all all season to do that work uh this is you know four days and Tony noted that, of course, Virginia played three late nights last week. That's why I have all these bags under my eyes because <laughs> I was up late with them too, even later. Uh, three late nights last week in, in Greensboro with the uh, the run in the ACC tournament. They actually decided just to come back on Sunday morning instead of um, coming back Saturday night. because and He said it was because of the time change. They didn't want to you know, getting, be getting back even later. And so, um, you know, some bleary eyes in the Virginia basketball program too. But then you got to. You know, you got to get ready. And so the video editors, uh, Johnny Carpenter is the guy who's the director of player personnel, but he's also the video coordinator for UVA Athletics. Tony said he was even pitching in and doing some video work this week. Um, you you find uh, highlights, you try to chop them up, you try to show your guys what to expect uh, on both sides of the ball, offense and defense from the team you're getting ready to play that you you know, you know have a couple of days prepare for. Um prepare scouting reports. I've seen the scouting reports that are prepared, you know for for games like this, and they're very detailed and you have a little bit of time to prepare them. Uh, so uh what Tony has seen is, you know he he has a lot of respect for for this Furman program. He mentioned that Bob Ritchie coached under someone who who knew his father Dick. and um uh he mentioned that in the context of you know, of course, Tony played at a, at a small college too, a mid- major. He played at Green Bay, Wisconsin. Green Bay back when he was uh, in college, I and mean, you know, got out of there to you know play a few years in the NBA. But you know, he 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 knows. I mean, uh, you know, I don't I don't know if, if a coach who uh, you know played a Power Five can have th- the same level of appreciation that a Tony Bennett can have for uh, just what it takes to, to for that kind of a team to get into the tournament in the first place, and then what they're looking forward to, the chance, what they look forward to to you know, pull an upset because Tony was there. He, he, you know, he tried to pull an upset. I think they only made the tournament one year in his his run because in those conferences, you have to win your conference tournament and they won one year. But um, it's, you know, he, he knows that mentality. Uh, and so he, you know, he, he's, he's, he talked about, uh, you know, you know, all the video work that's been done, all the work on the scouting that's been done um, his respect for Bob Ritchie and his program, again, five, 20 win seasons, 20 plus win seasons in six, six years um a lot of respect for Jalen Slauson uh you know those numbers he you know he, if he was a little greedier he could he could be a, a even even more f- a threatening guy and maybe we'll see in this tournament maybe he, he does try to take over a little bit more um as far as that goes um the, and 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 so a lot of respect for this for this team and uh I think for the fan base out there yeah it's a 413 matchup a little different than the one a couple of years ago Virginia was a, in a 413 matchup in 2021 against Ohio. Ben Vanderplas had a good game in that game against Virginia. Uh, but uh, we remember the weird circumstances of that one. Uh, Virginia's basketball team was put on a COVID quarantine uh, after one game in the ACC tournament, a win over Syracuse, a last second win, and uh, didn't get to compete anymore in that ACC tournament. And then was actually, uh, if my memory serves right, and I've looked this up too, um, the quarantine extended pretty much until they were able to travel to the, the game site on the Saturday. And, uh, they basically had a walkthrough and played the game played well. I mean, you know, lost in the end sixty-two fifty-eight. uh, but, uh, that, you know, so we know that a 13, uh, that Ohio was the champ of the Mac that year. Uh, we know what kind of play those, those, you know, those, those teams can, can give you. Tony mentioned that, uh, you know, the fact that Ben Vanderplass started for this Virginia team this year, as much as he did, uh, and was such a key player until breaking his hand and he's now out for the season, that uh, you know, coming from a mid major, there's a lot of guys on these teams that can, can, and a lot of times do end up transferring to a power five and, and playing just as well there as they did at the, at the mid major level. So there's a lot of respect for Tony Bennett from for these teams and for this Furman team. Uh, Ken Palm has Virginia favored by five in this game. I've looked around at some other matchups. In fact, I'll do that right now. I've got the, I've got Ken Palm up. Just to give you some comparison, because you know if you're a Virginia fan, say, "Man, we're only favored by five by Ken Palm." You know that's that says something. Um, let's pull up. Okay, let's pull up. Let's uh, Duke, for example, is playing Oral Roberts, in, in our in our uh, regional down there, down in in Orlando, seventy five seventy two, so a three point favorite there. Um, let's find another. Well, let me, it's just Kansas State. I'm just going to randomly pick Kansas State. They're playing Montana State, favored by nine. That's a that's a three fourteen matchup. Um, that's the advantage of being a three right uh let's see Xavier's a three Xavier Kennesaw State a 12 point uh, margin there uh it's when you get down let's let's find another five or a six Kentucky's a six let's see what who they're what they're playing in Providence and it's a two-point game so you know the we you see the numbers and you say yeah yeah look at that you know the um you know 4 13 five 12 six 11 I mean th- those should be matchups that you know maybe 20 years ago would have been everybody would have been all those teams would have been favored by 10 or more points, but college basketball, the talent is, is a lot more evenly dispersed these days. Tony Bennett mentioned that as well. Um, so, um, be prepared, you Virginia fans. It's a 1240 tip, and uh, on Thursday, and uh, not that it matters, but I'll be there. Uh, let's see. Um, I'll be reporting from there tomorrow. In fact, I'll probably do a podcast from there tomorrow, and I'm trying to line up something with Jerry Ratcliffe as well. Jerry. He's not going to be making the trip down there. He's hoping to make it. If Virginia makes it through the first two games, um, he and Scott German will be joining me in Louisville next weekend um, for the Sweet 16 Elite Eight Round. Virginia, if they got that far – now, the the 5-12 matchup in Virginia's region, if Virginia wins on on Thursday – and to answer a question I've answered a few times, no, we don't know what time – the game would be on Saturday. If there's, you know, if Virginia wins, there's a game on Saturday. CBS makes those decisions uh, later in the day on Thursday and then on Friday based on just TV potential, TV ratings potential. So I would assume if Virginia wins and then Duke wins at night, that whatever order, uh, whatever time of the day we play afternoon or evening, we would go before Duke. Duke's going to play later than us. I just, I think that's a pretty fair assumption that uh, CBS will try to put Duke uh in a, in a more prime time type slot so we might be a night game but we you know we'd be the earlier of the night games uh what was I going to look at here I had an idea what I was going to look at here and I have now forgotten um so it's a 1240 tip oh I was going to look at um I was going to look at uh uh the other the 512 matchup in our in our bracket real quick I had, I had done some some looking further down the bracket and I think it's worth sharing um not to look ahead too much but uh certainly you know, I mean, might as well, uh, I'm not jinxing anything here. Uh, the rest of the bracket, the five, 12 game is San Diego state, 27 and six, uh, their net is 14. College of Charleston. I remember Carlos Charleston. They were the CAA champs this year, 31 and three, a net of 51 played Carolina tough earlier in the year. Uh, it was one game I remember they were ranked a couple of different times this year, I think on uh, the top 25, um, So that would be the, you know, the winner of that game would play the winner of Virginia Furman on Saturday. We don't know the time. Uh, You would expect that, obviously, the winner of that game would be expected to play Alabama. Alabama could have a tough matchup in round two. Uh, I think it it, it will be a tough matchup. Uh, Maryland-West Virginia is the 8-9 game uh, opposite alabama and I tell you what, uh, those two teams have records befitting eight and nine seeds, but they also have resumes that, that, that make you scared if you're a one seed, I think. Um, both those teams have played tough basketball. Maryland in the Big Ten, West Virginia in the Big 12, they're battle-tested. So whoever emerges from that rock fight um, can, give, can certainly give uh, Alabama a game. And you know, honestly, if Virginia gets that far and Alabama gets that far, it'd be a clash of styles kind of game. Uh, Alabama loves to run. They shoot a lot of threes. And Virginia is Virginia. So um, that could be one where Virginia could be the underdog upset type team. Uh, and then on the bottom part of the bracket in the South, Arizona is the number two seed. The three seed is Baylor. We remember Baylor. Virginia beat Baylor back uh, in Las Vegas uh, in November a long time ago, it feels like now. And uh, uh, NC State's also seated in the, the bottom part of the South bracket. They're the 11 seed. Now they They play Creighton in the first round. So. Um, mentioning way back when, uh, we're thinking back to the Baylor game. That was the week of that horrible tragedy, obviously that will reverberate for many years, uh, for Virginia, um, athletics fans for Virginia alums, the November 13th, tragic shootings that took the lives of three football players. And also two others were injured and, uh, two other people were injured, including Mike Collins, a football player. I want to close the podcast with, some good news today. Uh, Howlands was, um, I mean, if you remember what you were hearing the morning that we were getting the news that, that Lavelle Davis Jr., um, Deshaun Perry, and Devin Chandler had been shot and killed uh, on the on, on the return from a, a field trip with the drama department on Sunday, November 13th. Uh, we heard the next day what had happened, and we were hearing names. And Mike Hollins, uh, the the running back, who was on the trip as well, Um, at first there were reports that he had also died. It turns out, uh, you know, very fortunately, he was only in life. He was only in serious condition. He was in a ICU. He was on a ventilator. Um, He's, he's at practice today, four months and a day after the shooting, he is a full participant in the first spring practice at UVA football for UVA football today. And um, there's not a, better underdog story to tell than that one. So um, just the fact that he's out there and uh, you know, the fact that he can walk, the fact that he's alive, he's already got his degree from UVA, now working on a master's, and um, he's an inspiration. So it, it, it's going to be a tough season for Virginia football. I mean, on, on the emotional side from the, the loss of those three players, um, which will never be forgotten. But uh, also, it's going to be tough because, the, you know, the program is in shambles on the football side of things. Um, but, uh, boy, you know, can't, I hope we get to see Mike Holland in the end zone at least once this year. Um, that'll be a great story. So uh, so check us out. Uh, I'll, I'll be heading down to uh, be in Orlando this time tomorrow. Hope to – you know, we'll, we'll be writing from there. We'll be podcasting from there uh, Thursday during the day. Maybe I'll revive the live blog. I haven't done a live blog in a while. They don't tend to get a lot of reads, but I'm getting the sense I keep getting emails and texts from people. I'm not getting the sense there's going to be a lot too many Virginia media down there. So maybe I need to kind of share some things uh, just because there won't be so many folks down there. I think a lot of folks are trying to it's a it's a tough time in the media business right now. Uh, budgets are tight for a lot of folks. Fortunately for us, you know we're doing well. But a lot of folks are having to make decisions about, you know, whether they can even go to the ACC tournament. There were some people missing from there from the Virginia media last week. Um, I'm, I've heard from a couple different people who are saying they're going to just hold out and, and and look forward to Virginia getting to Louisville next weekend. And if that happens, they'll be there. It's it's so that's that's reality uh, in the media business. And um, anyway, I'll be there. So yeah, we'll we'll try to we'll try to give you some flavor from Orlando. Um, I promise to get a sunburn for everyone. <laughs> That's, one, that's my promise to you that I'll get a sunburn. In any case, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, go to AugustaFreePress.com for all, the latest, for lots of detailed stories and, and more. Thanks for listening and have a great day, everybody.